0: Here we go! Here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Raider. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. <laughs>
1: What's good Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Silver and Black Hack podcast. I'm your host Raider Hart and in this special edition of the show guys we finally have some Raider hiring news to talk about. It seemed like it took forever but uh, after a long extensive and thorough search the Raiders finally have their two guys. They've hired former Patriot executive Dave Ziegler is going to be the new general manager and the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders will be former Patriots offensive coordinator extraordinaire. That's right. Josh McDaniels guys. So in this edition of the show, raspy Raider and I are going to talk about these two new hires, uh, what we like, maybe some things we don't like, and, uh, kind of recap some of the bullet points that we, uh, Noteworthy points from the press conference that we both took away. But first, before we do any of that, guys, just like to remind you that it's it's perfect time, guys. It's the perfect time with these new hires, all the sort of momentum and energy that that's generated. It's perfect time to join the conversation. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at silver underscore hack. You can find us on Facebook as well as LinkedIn. So we're we're just about everywhere, guys. We're all over the place. We're not hard to find. Uh, jump in and join the conversation. Drop us a line. Drop us some questions. And you could also find, if you just kind of like to kick back and listen to the, the engagement rather than participate in the engagement, that's fine, too, because we're just about everywhere as far as all the major podcast platforms out there. We're talking Spotify. We're talking Stitcher. We're talking Apple pods. We're talking Google pods, iTunes, very, very easy to find this guy. So make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family, neighbors, whoever, you know, that's a big Raider fan that, you know, can't get enough Raider news even in the off season. And uh, just about anybody that you would, that you could think of that would re- really like to sink their teeth into these hiring uh, the the hiring news that that's just taken place and uh, and lastly, guys, I, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you again, keep your notifications on in the off season because we're gonna keep the content dropping all off season, whether it's the, the hiring news, whether it's free agency, whether it's draft, whether it's anything at all that, that has to do with the Las Vegas Raiders. Always seems like there's a lot of news around this this organization for good, bad, or ugly. But make sure to keep those notifications turned on so you don't miss a show. So i uh, just like to remind everybody to do that. And without any other further delay here, let's go ahead and bring on my co-host here, Mr. Raspy Raider. And uh, Raspy, it's it seems like it's, you know, the, it's, it's kind of a – it's always an adjustment after the regular season with us because the content's coming so fast and furious when you're going from recapping the last game – previewing the next game rinse and repeat over and over but even even with the offseason you know it has been a slower pace than usual but there's it's never seems like there's never a a dull moment with the las vegas raiders raspy
0: yeah Yeah, i can i can agree with that there's no doubt what is up nation how y'all doing man uh hard ass earlier what's good Well, what's good, man? There's a lot that's good right now. And I'm going to start with stability and some clarity from upper management down, man. It's been a minute before or since we've uh, known exactly what that looked like and uh, had that order, you know. And here in this press conference, man, some of that was definitely clarified. And, man, what a good feeling. But uh, like you said, never a dull moment, man. So I think we just – we've all kind of grown – not a custom but just we're used to it <laughs> you know this is what we do man this is what the raiders do never a dull moment man always something to talk about but we're happy to bring it to you there's no doubt man i'm just happy to be here ready to get into it
1: well let's do that let's get into it right now you know the raiders <clears throat> finished their thorough search here and they've made the the two hires they landed the two guys that they wanted in the end, you know, at the beginning, there was a whole lot of rumors swirling about guys like Jim Harbaugh, but ultimately in the end, they, well, let's just start there real quick. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on Harbaugh because he's not the the next guy for the Raiders. But after all that talk, Raspy, before the regular season, before the playoffs had even begun, you know, it almost seemed like it was just a, a foregone conclusion that the contracts may have already been agreed to, but they just couldn't announce it until after the Raiders were eliminated and, you know, they went through the Rooney rule and that kind of thing. Were you surprised that they never really officially, as far as anything that we've heard so far, that they haven't officially, or that they never did officially sit down and have a formal chat with Jim Harbaugh after all those rumors?
0: Well, absolutely, man. Because like you said, it seemed like a foregone conclusion. But I think back to the key word, man, thorough. It seemed like, a far more thorough search than we have made in our, our time as fans, you know, and that's thirty plus years. Um, it is crazy because that did seem like, well, that was going to be almost inevitable that it was going to be Dodd, you know, Dodds and, and Harbaugh. But that was crazy to never even we never had him in the building, huh?
1: As far as I know, we never had him in the building. Never had any crazy. anything books as far as anything set up either.
0: Um, you know what, though, I, I'm kind of glad because it was parts of that that was almost cringeworthy to me as far as it seemed like it was, you know, talk about rinse and repeat, man. Just throw another guy out there. Here we go. Let's not do a search. Let's not look in anything. Let's. We got our guy. We're not going to dig. We're not going to do any homework. We're, we got our guy. Well, that has not worked, man. So this has been this has been great to see, man, and, li- and listening to that press conference noted too that, you know, we he had a team of guys that he actually listened to, you know nothing against his dad because I got nothing but love for, you know, Big Al but he listened to Big Al. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he, he made his decision right, wrong, or indifferent. And if you didn't like it, well, get out of the way. So I, I do like that he took the time, had a team of guys that were well-equipped to uh, try to get some stability in here, man. And I just can't say enough about, like, just the cohesiveness between these two, meaning our general manager and Ziegler and, and McDaniels the time they've spent together. It's almost like a youthful exuberance too, because these are, these are technically pretty young cats, both coming in into big time positions and uh, listening to McDaniels talk about just being innovative and being willing to, to change with the game. man that's all I want to hear, man. <laughs> that was nice. It was real nice.
1: Yeah. The Harbaugh thing, just to conclude on that first, before we move on uh, the, the Harbaugh thing, it was intriguing to me. I'm not going to lie and say that there was no part of me that was intrigued by that possibility. Oh, me but, neither. Then, but then it was so much more for me, though. It, it it did have that familiar ring of another big name, huge name coach that he's going to lure in here. I was already seeing reports that Harbaugh would want the same sort of power structure that Gruden had, where basically it's all – He's got final say. So, you know, his word is the only thing that really matters in the building. That was a serious, serious concern for me. And then I was never sold on his style of offense meshing with Derek Carr. He needs a a playmaking quarterback. You know, he won with Alex Smith. He won with, with Colin Kaepernick of all people. So those guys could move and do things with their legs. The is we've seen, it's been almost a decade's worth of, uh, you know of evidence with Derek Carr that he's just not going to be that type of quarterback that's not his game so and and then you know for all those different reasons the Harbaugh thing never fully felt right to me but I was surprised and we may hear some things that come out here now that we've made the hire you may hear something come out that we actually did talk to him off the radar or something like that but Ultimately, pleased the raspy that they didn't go that way, and that they did go through this committee that Mark talked about to uh, find the next GM, the next head coach of the Raiders. And first, first off, that one of the things that really stuck out to me from Mark, you know, he had some different things in his mind that I think a lot of other people. Had when they were thinking about. First off, we can go all the way back to after Gruden was fired. There's a lot of speculation on Mike Mayock. I was one that I have to admit I I believed that he would retain his job because of what I've seen out of Mark Davis in the past. But he made it very clear that it wasn't. It was football was the number one thing. But he also wanted. The way that the Raiders represent a lot, the city of Las Vegas means a lot more to Mark Davis than I th- think that I realized. And it's obvious that the rugs, the Gruden, and, and the Arnett thing really bothered him because he talked about he wants somebody to come in here to make sure that this organization represents the city of Las Vegas and that, that community like a first-class first class organization should. So Raspy, that stood out to me right away that this hire was, yes, Football motivated first, but that was far from the only thing that Mark Davis was weighing when he was making these decisions.
0: Well, yeah, and I think that's a that shows a lot of growth, you know what I mean? Because you, you are a representation of this city, man. I mean, we let's face it, man, there's not, you know, go back a couple of years, there was no sports in Vegas. You got the Knights out there, you know, you've got Mark bringing in his WNBA team. I mean, I like it shows awareness and that's something that we've lacked. So it shows awareness as far as what this really means, what this needs to look like in order for this, you know, city of Las Vegas and just the state of Nevada in general to open up to us and be a part of You got to build a winner, man. Nobody's going to want to, you know, sit back and watch teams lose games all the time, you know? So, and Outside of that, just the fact that he shows the awareness that, hey, man, we've got to do this in the right way. We want to build a winning, you know, culture. We want to build a winning organization and that, that's respected and that does things the right way. And I just – I love his approach, man. I mean, it's crazy. Mark was so quiet over this last season. Didn't say a whole lot, you know, with everything going on. And I know he was probably just maniacally working behind the scenes trying to – do the best he could with what he was dealt with, which was a lot. But uh, just love the awareness, man, because I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I see Mayock in a sense, too. There was a lack of just awareness as to what some of the problems that were, you know, transpiring were doing to you know, as far as outsider's perspectives. you know what I mean? Sorry, man. I mean, you see Damon Arnett, man, that guy – what a waste. He's already
1: rested again. He's already been waste, the
0: Yeah, gets another opportunity and burns it down again. Sorry, man. There's times where you just have to just let a guy go. And I'm just glad that he did and saw that. And, you know, uh, he can be somebody else's burden at this point. But I, I'm with you, though. I, I love the awareness. And, uh, and I like the fact that it did bother him that much, you know, in that he's looking, hey, man, I'm going to – I think he's understanding too that he's he's not his dad. He's not that football mind. I'm not saying that he's stupid to football by any means. That's not what I'm saying. But I think he understands. Hey, there's we need we needed to get a GM in here. We needed to get a coach that could both be on the same level, on the same page as far as where we're taking this thing. And I'm just so glad that he did, man. So I'm you know I'm proud of Mark. I appreciate it, man, because that is where we need to strive to be as being that. Legitimate franchise that you know can uh, show these Vegas fans something to root for. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it, it's it needed to be done because the reputation right now in that city with the Raiders is not good. It's you know, Rugs right. is killing people driving drag racing at a, a million miles an hour down a regular residential road. Arnett with the gun stuff. There's been numerous reports of other you know driving too fast recklessly you know, potentially under the influence, you even hear stuff about Raiders being bad tippers and stuff. And it, it's just like, we needed something, we needed somebody, or, or in this case, we needed two men to come in and change the culture. And I don't have any doubt for one second that, that the Patriot way doesn't put up with that crap. So the Raiders needed a little bit of that injection of the Patriot way. Um, let's kind of talk about Dave Ziegler, you know, coming over was a, uh, player uh, personnel, executive with the Patriots. He was the guy that Bill Belichick handpicked and empowered over the last year because he's been there for a minute, but Bill Belichick empowered him with the sole purpose of help me rebuild this team back to respectability after we've lost Brady and we've had this down year minus Brady. Well, he did a really good job. He did a really good job. He was the guy that had – much more power much more agency and authority when it came to how the Patriots were going to run their free agency how they were going to run their draft room and they got back to the playoffs and they did it with uh, a young quarterback and a lot of new a lot of new pa- uh, faces and a lot of moving parts another thing I really like about Ziegler before I, I hand it off to you to get your opinion on on the move this is the guy that it, it, it it's minor thing but this jabs Elway a little bit that John Elway wanted Ziegler to be their GM in Denver. And he, and he turned, he flat turned the job down. Now he has a history with the Broncos. Not sure it's all, you know, it's, it's only speculation for anybody that wasn't in that building. You know, was it a relationship thing or was it, you know, who knows the reasons why he turned it down, but I just love the fact that, Elway had to settle for another uh, another Patriot executive to be his GM. wasn't his top choice, and he had to sit there this offseason and watch. Oh, so you'll go to the Raiders though? I don't know why that really that it's a minor yeah. thing, but I I, I really like took a lot too. of satisfaction out of that.
0: I like it too, and like you said, buddy, you know, back to that art of war thing you spoke about, man. Any anything you can do to you know.
1: Undermine to, your enemy,
0: undermine your opponent, man, and and to throw a shot here or there, man, you do it. And I just love it because it just seems like he's just he's aware. He he realizes what it takes in this league to be able to try to win. I mean, because bottom line, I mean, you know, I know he was with the Patriots last year, but they have to deal with Mahomes and and Josh Allen, They're Allen twice a year, you know, and Burrow and that kind of thing. So he understands what it takes. And they got a young quarterback. You call him a system guy, you call him whatever they want, man. But I mean, they went to the playoffs, bro. I mean and had a top ten scoring offense with this yeah, guy. It didn't take them long to snap back, man. He literally had one draft and got them right back up in the mix, dude, to you know, to make a run at the playoffs. So that right there is is exciting to me, man. It's uh, definitely appealing, you know, and just to see those two up there, it just looked easy you know, in the press conference with those two, they just know each other really well. And I just, I love it, man. The cohesion between these two is just something that we just haven't had because we didn't know, you know, with ultimately with, man, with Gruden and Mayock, it was a crapshoot. We didn't know who was doing what. And ultimately we kind of did as far as when it came to Gruden. But just, I don't know. I just, I love just some youthful, you know, intrusion to this franchise to, okay, you got a, you got a couple guys here that can bring in a lot more people as far as other executives, other assistants, other coaches to try to turn us into one of those teams that's going to win on a regular, man. That's all I ask for, so.
1: Yeah, Ziegler is a guy that you can tell just by watching. When you research his background, you get it too, but then when you see him in the press conference – it's obvious that this is a bright guy. It's obvious that this guy has been around this winning culture. It seems like he has learned some very key things from Bill Belichick. And it's, it's obvious that he came across very clearly to me, Raspi, as a guy, a young executive on the rise with vision. You know, he, he clearly has – he hasn't divulged everything as far as what this vision is going to be, but it's clear that he has a vision. He knows what it looks like and he knows what it doesn't look like. And I thought that there was no more instance in the press conference that that uh, illustrated that to me personally. And I saw some other Raider fans note this as well. Forget the Raider reporter that asked him, but he was asked what his opinion from afar was with the job that the Raiders, Rich Passaccia and all of them did this last year, as far as steadying the ship after the Rugs, Gruden, Arnett, um, Unholy Trinity that went on this last year. And and basically, so how did you view the Raiders, you know, being scrappy and, and riding the ship and willing, you know, willing themselves into the playoffs and fighting the Bengals in the first round. I just thought it was very telling the way that Ziegler was kind of like, he had that look of disgust on his face. He's like, yeah, I thought they did a good job. That really, that, that illustrated a lot to, you know, it's like, yeah, you did it. It was cute, what you guys did, but compared to the Patriot way, unacceptable, you know? So, I guess that's a that's just a minor thing with me, but it shows that this is a guy with expectations. This is a guy, like I said, that's that's and knows what it looks like and what it doesn't look like. And he he must look at the twenty 2020, twenty and twenty twenty one Raiders and think, nice job, showed a lot of uh, heart, a lot of fight. Not there yet.
0: I kind of noticed that too, and I love that swag about him. You know what I mean, like. Imagine what we'd have done if I was here, kind of thing. You know?
1: Yeah, no, you're all right. You're all right.
0: You know? It's all right. It's all right. But you know what? And, and you know, he he said it in a nice way. But I, I see where you're coming from, too. But I, you got to love that. You know, kind of where you're coming from is like, hey, man, this guy has high expectations. And uh, just love to see that, man. There was a lot of talk. I remember when Mayock came in the recruit; it was just a lot of talk. You know, just a bunch of talk, and it was yeah, hyperbole too. Yeah, hyperbole. It sounded great on paper. You know, it looked great from an outsider's perspective, but not you know, but just a lot of hoorah for for not a lot. I don't know, for lack of better words, but I just I'm with a guy like this man who is just going to hold it down behind the scenes. He's going to push us forward. He's going to make his decisions. And bottom line he's going to make the ultimate decision, which is something we needed. So it's, I love it's it.
1: We absolutely needed that. We needed this modern power structure in the NFL. Right. The GM has the final say, not the coach, not the, some super overly empowered coach that look, the coach McDaniel should have his say. So, and I have no doubt that with their history together, they're going to be on the same page, but You need the GM to be the guy that has the final say-so. The buck stops with me. I make the choice. I listen to everything that you guys are saying. I listen to the positional coaches, coordinators, head coach. But ultimately, I take all that information, and I make the final decision. And it may not jive with what some of you guys think. That's so opposite from what we had with Mayock to where he's listening to guys like Paul Gunther, and you end up with Cleveland Farrell at number four. Or you end up with Damon Arnett, you know – You're taking a risk on a guy with bad character who's not fast, who's old for a rookie, and it's just a completely different situation with with Ziegler. Um, One thing I thought that was very interesting with Ziegler, we talk about the final decision making, he was asked about Carr and the extension, and he basically said Raider Nation that, you know, we're going to sit down and talk with Derek Carr. But he basically, to, to paraphrase, you know, that's something that very well could happen, but not not yet. He He's non, him,
0: yeah, he was non-committal, And I get it in a sense because he even said, he said I got a chance briefly to speak with Derek. I mean, you got to give this guy a little bit of time. I mean, for crying out loud, he just got, you know, hired. So. I know it's the first thing people want to ask him. And believe me, it's one of the first things I wanted to ask, too. But ultimately, man, these guys have to kind of put in the infrastructure first, man, before you can start asking a guy what he's going to do. But I love the way he put it. I love the way he handled the question. And, and you know, we're going to see, man. But I think, I don't know, man. McDaniels, you can tell, really likes cars, So we're going to see.
1: I don't buy for a second that Ziegler doesn't have a pretty good clue of what they're going to. You don't take this job if you don't know what you're going to do at quarterback with Derek Carr. I, I just don't believe. That you no, and job I'm not saying like that. that either. We're I'm not, not saying that now. Either. What do I do?
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that either, but I also think that, Hey, you know, he also said himself that I will have the final decision. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm, I'm yeah. ready and willing to ride with that.
1: We absolutely will. And, you know, talking about the, the other part of this hire, the, the second wing of this hire, you know, the Raiders now have a new head coach, former Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, as everybody knows by now, I'm sure, hired as the by Ziegler, by the way, as the next head coach of the Raiders. What were your thoughts on... I went through a whole range of emotions with this, Raspy because when it first came out that he could be a candidate, first I just thought it was... Somebody's agent trying to put something out there to get leverage or something because he's been so selective with his job opportunities. I thought he was really going to be waiting for Belichick to retire. I thought that there's a some sort of a handshake agreement there with Belichick and maybe Robert Kraft that he was the heir apparent, but and Ziegler as well as the you know the GM to take over there. But apparently that was not the case. And then you know I also went through the thing where I you know I remember his time in Denver and how bad that was. But then the more I thought about it and the more I looked into it, this guy is one of the, the – I would say that you could make a good argument that Josh McDaniels is a top five to seven offensive mind in today's NFL that's full of bright, genius offensive minds, Raspi.
0: What well, would you say 10 out of the 12 years he's been an offensive coordinator that for the Patriots, he's been in the top 10 in offense?
1: That also includes Matt Castle for a year and Mac Jones,
0: Mac Jones. Yeah. So
1: Brady, could it be easy just to say, well, yeah, I would too. If I had the, the, the joystick and Brady was my quarterback too. That's not the case here. And and he also deserves a whole lot of credit along with Charlie wise early on for developing Tom Brady. So,
0: yeah, Yeah, absolutely, man. And you see him developing Mac Jones in a short amount of time. So, you know, and we spoke about it in the last, you know, last show that he, he he hid Matt Jones from the NFL a little bit in that offense and was allowed and allowed them. You know he figured out, hey man, we're gonna have to run a little bit more. So look what he does. He brings in guys like Stevenson, guys that can just run that ball and run that rock, and and he turned him into a powerful, powerful offensive machine, man. And kind of hit a rookie in the midst of all that. That's saying something. So. He has been super selective. I mean, damn, he took the, you know, took the job with Detroit. Something obviously happened, and he bailed on that. But it's similar to hard, man, hard throws these at me. It's pretty similar to some of the stuff that Belichick went through early in his career, too. So, and I got, I and I'm out here in Colorado Nation. You guys know that. Anybody that listens to me knows that. And, uh, you know, you got these Bronco fans are like, oh, you can have McDaniels. And it's like, Hart brought up another thing. He said, we did, we said the same thing about Shanahan. He can have it. We've we been there, done that with him. You can have him. And look what happens there. So you just, you never know. And I just love the way Hart, and I think we're talking off air, just he, he, he approached that. He talked about it. He said, hey, maybe in a sense he wasn't ready at the time to take on all that and all that that entailed, you know, what, 10 years ago plus. So he's learned a lot. And uh, I'm excited, man. I don't know. I'm just excited for him to to get in there and do instill this offense because, again, something we spoke on before, man, you put Carr behind that Patriots offensive line and that run game last year, and where does that get you? So I'm excited to see what he does. And I love the fact that, again, something else we spoke on was hire the GM first. And you know what that GM's first hire was? The first thought was was Mr. McDaniels. So I'm gonna ride with it. I'm gonna back it up hundred percent until I have a reason not to. And at this point, I'm excited, man.
1: I mean, of course this thing can go any which way. And and oh, I know yeah? that a lot of the detractors out there are gonna bring up Denver. They're gonna bring up it's, it was actually the Colts that he was hired with before backing out. Oh, after it was the last second. sorry. It was my, bad. The yeah, my
0: bad. My bad.
1: Yeah, it was the Colts. And then, you know, they also are no doubt quick to bring up the fact that look at Belichick's assistance and the win percentage oh, yeah. or lack thereof. But here's my thing, all right? Any of these hires could work out or not, but the, the main things that I wanted the Raiders to do is become more modernized in the NFL. It just seemed like since the championship heyday, I like to say that the Raiders of our dad's era, the 70s, the 80s, you know, they, that's Really, you can make the argument that that outside of that brief stretch with Gruden the first time, that other than that, the Raiders have been really 7 to 10 to 15 years at times behind the rest of the NFL in terms of schemes, offensively and defensive, the way that they scout players, the way that they draft, the, the whole thing. Gruden came back and modernized the playbook quite a bit, but the rest of his... The, the rest of his system was, was woefully outdated. We don't even need to talk about the defensive unit that we had when we had um, – um, why can't I Gunther. ever remember? Gunther. I guess I've just remembered. Re- re- it's because
0: you're trying to forget. I don't blame you.
1: Yeah, Gunther's scheme, the, the Zimmer-Gunther scheme was good, was cutting edge about seven or eight years ago. you know. And, and even Gus Bradley, as much as I respect the job that he did and I really still have – I'm holding out to, you know, the tiny bit of hope that that he somehow gets retained by Josh. They did have a discussion already, um, so it's not not likely, but it's not off the table yet. But even Gus's scheme, you know, the Legion of Boom that was 2013, 2014, 2015. So, you know, the Raiders and I do think that Ziegler and McDaniel's will be at the cutting edge of the NFL in terms of all the you know cutting edge ideas on offense, scouting, defense, the whole thing. The other thing that I've been saying, and you guys that have been listening to the show know that I've been saying this besides the modernizing of the Raiders that I felt like had to be done for us to really be perennial contenders. The other thing was we had to be more what adaptable. We couldn't just come out with this game plan that the way we're either going to beat you with Derek Carr throwing the ball over the yard, or we ain't going to beat you. That We saw what what the ceiling of that has been over the last eight, nine years. And we also saw this year to where the Raiders became a playoff team again for the second time since 2002 when what? They became adaptable at the end of the season when they could beat you with car or with defense or with running or with clutch plays, with kicking. I believe in Josh McDaniel's ability, Raspi, to make the Raiders more adaptable, more versatile and the way that they attack. And McDaniels talked about that in his press conference.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I believe he'll help us with the red zone woes. He'll find that out. I I believe if there's a guy that can figure that out, it's going to be him. So yet another thing to just be excited about and happy about, because (laughs) I'm telling you, man, go back two three four years man fix some of these red zone issues and you win another two to four games a year so
1: this year we're hosting in the early rounds who knows we made the we may have beaten the Bengals if that was in Vegas now they did beat us there but we played them almost as tough as anybody but the Chiefs and that
0: that game earlier in the season dude it looked like a blowout at the end but it wasn't
1: no, it wasn't until the it did get fell out off with a
0: bad turnover and guys, it was just, it, it just kind of fell apart there at the end, but that was a close game too. So yeah, I, I just, I, I truly do believe in the fact that he can make this offense better in a lot of ways. And I think that's going to be one of the ways that you're going to see instant gratification, you know, by red zone efficiency. I just, he brings that in bunches. So
1: the red zone efficiency the, he's always been at the top of the league and touchdown percentage in the red zone. But even, even beyond that, for me, Raspi, we're actually going to be better with game planning, better in game adjustments. Nobody does this better than McDaniels does. You know, you, you listen to former players that have played for him, even guys that were in Denver, They're like, yeah, he was a jerk. We were cheating this and that, and we shouldn't have been doing this. But Brandon Marshall even said I've, to this day, I've never been around a smarter X's and O's guy than Josh McDaniels. When's the last time? I mean, Gruden actually was very good X's and O's as well. And we saw what that did for Derek Carr. But as far as the the game planning, finding the right ways in different ways to attack different opponents, actually zeroing in and attacking weaknesses, don't feel like Gruden did a good job with that, let alone anybody other than Gruden in recent years. In-game, how many times do we have trouble with his halftime adjustments? McDaniels also talked about, Raspy, ways that you, you throw in extra plays. You have extra stuff sitting around. You have extra looks, extra plays, extra route combinations that you have sitting around just to throw it in in the final parts of the season to throw your opponent's new wrinkles. Gruden didn't do that. So there's a lot of things that he talked about right out of the gate that, that if he holds true to these things – represent multiple legitimate upgrades from anything that we've seen coaching wise in 20, 30 years, potentially.
0: Gotta love it, man. Like I said, the press conference was, was nice. It was, it was a breath of fresh air, man. Seeing these guys approach the podium and be able to, talk about their plans and just where they're at with things. And this is so early in the game, too, folks. I mean, there's guys these guys haven't even met yet on the staff and just player personnel, too. So got to love where it's headed, man. I'm excited about it. I mean, it's a big hire, man. Two of the biggest hires, you know, in a very, very, very long time. So um, love the way we approached it. Love the outcome, you know, and just ready to see it, man.
1: Another thing, too, I really like that they were together in Denver because Ziegler knows what went wrong there. And that's, you know, that's they A both get what, what went wrong there and, and what needs to be different this time around. How do you think Carr fits in this McDaniels offense potentially? <laughs>
0: I think it fit right in, man. I mean, you talk about – I mean, there's people still out there that saying, you know, Brady's just a system guy. It's like I don't know how you say that anymore after what he's done for so long, but he is that stand-in-there-and-deliver type guy. I mean, you saw, you know, with Cam Newton last year or whatever when the Patriots brought him on that – I mean, McDaniels even put in some wrinkles for that and made that work, but he's he, he knows how to – Allow these pocket passers to succeed. So I think he might be the best thing that's happened to Carr. Carr being where he's at, you know, as like a veteran at this point. Let's be honest. We're about to be nine years in. Um I truly feel like I don't know if there's a better fit offensively, you know, for Carr than a guy like McDaniels, who knows exactly. Yeah where to put people and what's going to exploit defenses and do it with timing do it with you know precision I, this could be huge man Car might have his best car might have his best year even he might shatter this year yeah I'm telling you man McDaniels has dealt with that he has not had a running quarterback outside of you know cam Newton. You know, and I don't know how long he knows exactly what to do and where to put people to exploit these defenses, man, and do it with timing and, like I said, just precision. So this could be huge.
1: I think he can maximize Carr's pocket passing instincts and talents. And I don't think we have to worry about Derek Carr needing to be a playmaker anymore. Like he, we needed him to be and Gruden needed him to be at times and probably even more than what he was willing to do in the Gruden system and even in the Del Rio Um Busgrave system as well. This system is built around traditional pocket passers, Brady, Castle, Jones, you know, the one year with Cam Newton, you know, he did craft, they beat us, you know, so we probably would have made the playoffs had we been able to, to win up there. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm very excited about the potential fit there with Derek Carr. I think that he could finally, this combination could be what we need to allow Derek Carr to dictate more and just the Raiders in general if you have a weakness we'll you know will dictate it's not just and he also talked about he's going to shape the offense around Derek Carr around what he does I don't believe as, as good as Gruden was for Derek Carr and I'm never going to say that he wasn't because he's had his best years under Gruden and his system but I never once got the feeling that, that Gruden said I'm going to change my system to better you know suit what Derek Carr does best he just says, this is my system, and this is how my system doing things my way will make you better. Not, I'm going to change what I do to incorporate stuff that you like to do, and that's how we're going to be better. I think that's a key point as well with McDaniels. And, man, has, is there a better fit for Renfro and Waller than this guy in this system?
0: No, that's that's another thing, too, with the way his offenses have uh... – you know, have flourished in the past, man. As these tight ends and these slot machines, I mean, you could <laughs> Edelman, Gronk, those kind of things all day long, man. He can, he's gonna find a way to eat you up and not to, you know, just beat on it too much. But you're right, though. You know, Kingsbury and them boys, they figured out what worked best for Murray and found it, found a way to be successful. You know, McDaniel's and them figured out what was the best fit for Mac Jones and made him successful. That's what good coaches do is you, you know, you find the strengths and you build it around the strengths of your quarterback. I mean, that's just the way it is. And yeah, I believe that Waller and Renfro can just feast. This should be exciting to see, man.
1: Drake should do good too. If they decide, oh, I don't know if, they, if they, decide to keep him, it's a pretty yeah, hefty Jacob's price tag. Too.
0: Jacobs too, man. He, he dials up, He dials up nice runs and he's good with his timing as far as moving the ball and keeping things methodical and being balanced. They should all do really well. I'm I'm looking forward to what's in store, man.
1: This is kind of a silly question because I think I know the answer to it, but I haven't seen any declaration on this. And I don't think anybody asked him. I was surprised that nobody asked him. I remember when Gruden was asked this question – and I would have expected the same question to be asked of Josh McDaniels in his press conference uh, this week. And uh, I think I know the answer. But do you expect Josh McDaniels to, to keep the, the joystick in his hand and, and, and call the plays?
0: I do. I do.
1: I would be surprised uh, if it was anything else. I mean, isn't that why you hired – you don't hire Josh McDaniel so he can hire somebody else to call the plays. No. I want the top five play no, caller. We himself. talked
0: about this too with guys like the enemy and Hackett and guys like that that have never called plays. No, I want that – I want him to be able to call plays. I just want him to get get this defensive coordinator position right. You know, I know it doesn't – Look like it's going to be Gus, and that's kind of a bummer for me. But I digress. I'm not going to pound on that. As for another time, we'll see how that goes. But but no, I I want I want him calling the plays, man. So
1: I think I would just be shocked, especially with the guy with McDaniel's. He's he's hopefully he said that he's learned a lot from what happened in Denver as far as his ego, but he still has enough of an ego to where I would be shocked if he would give up the play calling he's going to, you know, to, to, run his offense. And I would also be surprised if Mark Davis would be interested in hiring you're hiring McDaniels for that very reason, just like he hired Gruden who still was a very, very, and still is a very, very good play designer. Um, his play calling wasn't what we expected it and what we needed it to be. But I definitely expect McDaniels to, he's not going to give up that the controller and Madden, he's going to be calling the plays and get the Raiders in the best position to to succeed. Do you expect – who do you – do you think he's going to um, – what about OC and quarterback coach?
0: Um, that, that remains to be seen. We'll see where he's at with that. But I assume it's going to be somebody that's got some pretty close ties.
1: I've heard guys like – now this would be a dream for me, but I don't know why he would take the job. I heard Joe Brady – they somebody oh, that, that, they're, that they're expecting. But why would Joe Brady come and not call the plays under Josh McDaniels, who's going to get all the praise? If the offense blows up, they're not going to be looking at Brady. They're going to be praising Josh McDaniels for that, and rightfully so. So I would, as much as I would love it, I'm not even sure why he would take that job. I don't see how that furthers his head coaching aspirations. Um, if he was calling the plays, that would be a very different thing. Unless they wanted to make him a quarterback coach, which, again, I don't see him taking a, a lateral or move yeah, or it's demotion.
0: Like a, it's like a demotion at that point. But, like you said, you never know. We'll see. Another thing that we'll talk about.
1: <laughs> well, they also mentioned Bill O'Brien. Um,
0: again, damn, I, I, just damn, don't, huh?
1: I just don't see why he would do that. I mean, he's closer to being a head coach again, calling plays for – Saban in the national title game every year that we uh, they're always going to be in that game it seems like so I don't know it's I don't know that offensive coordinator is going to be or quarterback coach is going to be as important of a hire just like it really wasn't with Gruden until he got uh, removed what about defensive coordinator what what uh, what have you what are some names that you've heard out there who would you like for them to talk to quickly
0: haven't heard a lot um, don't know exactly where he goes, but um, I would love uh, Gerard Mayo. Let's keep it New England, baby. You
1: He's know? Talking
0: I, about. I know, I know. I that's a little bit of murmurs I've heard. I love D'Amico Ryan's. I don't know how that couldn't be, you know, formidable for him to be like, hey, man, it's like they're trying to build something special over there in Vegas. Maybe I go be a part of that and make his way. So I don't know. Those are two guys that I like, you know, two former players that uh, have shown, you know, to be able to coach some guys up. So that would be, I guess, where I would go right off the jump. I haven't like gotten crazy digging into that because I'm just waiting, you know what I mean? But but I'm always uh, I'm always thinking. There's no doubt.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know why Dumiko Ryan's would do it because it would be just a lateral move. Like, why would you want to start over when you?
0: Yeah, no, he's kind of been touted as a coaching candidate, so I get that too.
1: And he's just coached a team. His defense is the main reason why they made the Super Bowl. So I don't know why he would want to go someplace else to start over. I've heard Gerard Mayo. I like that. uh, I like that name. He's been brought up a few times as being a potential future star defensive mind in the NFL. Um, The Patriots always, always play good defense. If he's taken anything from Belichick, that's got to be looked at very closely. Um, He did meet with Gus Bradley. Nothing has been decided there yet. Gus reportedly did take an interview with the Colts, but um, I'm probably, I, I get that we're, I get that we're on an Island pretty much with wanting Gus to come back, but um, I still feel the same way that I did about that, although I'm not naive enough to think that that's the likely thing. I think that it's that's a Hail Mary for that to happen. Not impossible, but a Hail Mary. I but guess the name that's that,
0: why I'm not even saying it, because I just feel like it's already like an inevitability that he's not going to be here, and that, it bums me out, man.
1: We'll see, but the other name that did get brought up that has ties, strong ties with Josh McDaniels, uh, Very good defensive coordinator. Wink Martindale has also been linked. He was also his defensive coordinator in Denver, so you cannot dismiss that. He just became available. I would have to say, based off of all those ties, it seems like Wink Martindale would be the leader in the
0: clubhouse right now. That'd be big time.
1: Yeah, I mean, philosophically very different than anything that we ran, especially last year. He's a big-time pressure blitz guy, man coverage um, we'll Which see. I'm
0: okay with, though, because we were screaming for a little more, man. You know what I mean? And basically, a nickel is your base package anymore. McDaniel said it the same way. They're over here stressing him on the three-four, the four-three. He's like, man, we've we've spoke about this on the show. This was last year, man. And going to
1: catch up to that.
0: Today's NFL is a nickel-based defense, man. You have five secondary guys out there, five DBs out there. And that's pretty much standard, man. So yeah, I don't get that. Um, so I'm, I would be, I would love some weak Mark Wink Martindale. There's no doubt. I mean, the guy is aggressive as hell. Always, always trots out a good defense. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with that as well.
1: Guys, it's, it's time for, cause I saw, I see a whole lot of Raider fans Raider nation out there on Raider Twitter uh, asking the same question guys go ahead and, and join us here in, in 2022 uh, the, the nickel defense the 3 four, th- 4 3 thing really hasn't been a, a major thing for seven or eight years now guys right. like your nickel every nickel is the base everybody's base defense is nickel because nobody runs that old school 1990s 1980s pro style Two, you know, running back, fullback, tight end, two receivers. Nobody does that anymore. So four
0: four linebackers base. out there. No, nah, bro. That's why guys like Divine Divine Diablo and that guys like that are shining because they can play multiple positions. So you don't need to have, you know, slobber knocker four linebackers out there. You know, it just that's just not the way the game's played anymore.
1: It's not. I'm ready for everybody to catch up with that. I'm tired of hearing anytime a defensive mind is is. Hired or anytime a new coach is hired, so you guys going to be stick with your three four? You going to move to dude? It's what is this nineteen ninety eight? (laughs) Like everybody, like there's three safety defenses that are more common than base old school defenses anymore, and it's not likely to change anytime soon. You got anything else on these hires? Raspy had cautious optimism and excitement here
0: optimism and excitement, man, and there's no reason to not to be any other way. There's no reason to be any other way than, you know, to be optimistic and excited about where this thing's going. You know, if you're pissed off about it, Nation, give it some time. Think about it. Do some research. He is going to make us better as far as he is going to apply more towards our quarterback. And especially for all you car lovers out there, man he's going to help I can promise you that so I'm optimistic man I am not off of this I'm not ready to sign card and no five-year deal so don't get it twisted I have not moved off that we still have him under contract for a year let's see what can happen man now he goes out there and he dials it up man and we go find a way to try to compete for this division then we'll talk something different but as of right now, I like where we're going, and I'm just excited to see how that progresses, man. But I'm not – I don't have any false hopes or any misconceptions as to us being, you know, the division front runner. We got a lot of work to do, but I am excited about having some forward thinkers and some innovative minds that are young and ready to bring this thing to the forefront. So that I am definitely excited about.
1: Absolutely, and I'll, I'll leave – any of the doubters with this, this is something that I've seen a couple other people say too, but I think it's worth mentioning. And this goes to the Bronco fans too. They're gloating about us hiring McDaniels. So anybody that feels like because he failed in Denver 12 years ago, that he's destined to fail again. That's why, that's why it's a bad hire. Any of you guys that feel that way are either incredibly successful that you've never failed ever in your life, or you're a hypocrite. Right. Which column do you fit into? Cause there's no there, there is no column C. You either have never failed, and so you don't know, you you don't know what it's like to learn from mistakes and and correct yourself and be better, which let's just be real, unless you're Michael Jordan or Jeff Bezos, even Michael Jordan got cut in, in high school. He's the first one to say yeah. that that's where he changed and that's where he yeah. developed that drive. So if you if you're saying that it's it's and hey, it's perfectly fine to not like this higher. It's perfectly fine to question this hire to question Belichick's assistance records and 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 everything else. But if your one and only reason is he failed twelve, look what happened in Denver 12 years ago. Well, then Bill Belichick shouldn't have been hired again, then Mike Shanahan shouldn't have been hired again, then Pete Carroll yep. shouldn't have been hired again. All the you know, so it's either you've never failed and you're a billionaire or whatever, you're Jeff Bezos, or who also failed early or you're a hypocrite you 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 failed in your life and you were able to learn and correct it and move on and be a better man woman parent whatever but josh mcdaniels is not allowed to do that so i'll just i just wanted to leave leave some of you guys and i'll jump in real quick
0: too and say past failures do not dictate future success man if that was the case i wouldn't be where i'm at right now so
1: none of us would none of us would
0: so, so I've had I've had failures in my life. I fell short on many things, man. I have ultimately tried to you know overcome those, and I've superseded even some of my own expectations. So, you know what? Go ahead, say whatever you want. That's fine. We're gonna find out.
1: Yeah, well, we'll all find out. We're all gonna root for the Raiders,
0: regardless. So yeah, absolutely. Got anything else? No man, just uh nothing but love, man. Always nation appreciate you guys. Um you know, I know i hit you guys with this early, but like I said, like he says too, keep those notifications on, man. We're going to keep bringing it to you any uh any new stuff that comes up, we're going to talk about it and we're going to we're going to hit you guys on it, man. And love the interaction. So stay, you know, stay focused, stay tuned in, man. Let's keep it going, man. We got some exciting news, man. So there's more to come. We all know it. We're, there's some things in the air that we're not sure about, but they, you know, we're going to find out. And as soon as we know, we'll let you guys know, but just to all of you nation and to you know, the black hole and the depths of Raider nation, man, we love y'all. Couldn't do it without you. Wouldn't do it without you. So y'all be good. Have a great week, man. And, uh, Let's see how this goes, man, because there's more to come. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate you. I'm going to let Hart take us out of here.
1: Guys, keep it with us. We will be bringing you our opinions, our thoughts, our takes, advanced uh, stats, predictive analytics as usual. Um, You know, we'll be right back here with you guys when they finally make decisions on offensive coordinator, especially defensive coordinator, because I think that will be more impactful um and then off into other hires that are made off of this into free agency into the draft into training camp etc etc you get the you get the gist so um keep it right here with us guys for your number one place for the realist raiders takes advanced stats and predictive analytics the silver and black hack podcast guys um Whatever you're doing this week, guys, make sure to, you know, take it easy. Make sure to take care of yourself. Make sure to take care of your families. Don't need to tell you guys that, I'm sure. But um, whatever you're doing out there, guys, keep it tuned in right here. Your, your, uh, your number one Raiders podcast for all your Raiders news and everything that uh, involves the silver and black. For my partner, Mr. Raspy Raider, this is your host, Raider Hart leaving you guys until next time just like we both said keep those notifications on because we will drop another show as soon as we have more uh, content more hires more things to go on uh to give you so until then guys make sure to do the one thing that McDaniels and Ziegler were brought in here to get the Raiders back to doing get back to just winning baby